Hello and welcome to this segment of Orbital News. Let's discuss the work that has gone into providing the world the Falcon Heavy inaugural launch. The Falcon Heavy rocket launch was first scheduled to fly on February 6th, and while we wait to see if Elon Musk's cherry red Tesla Roadster will end up orbiting space for a billion years while playing David Bowie's Space Oddity, there was a lot of work that was put into this first test launch. The SpaceX team wasn't alone in bringing the world's most powerful rocket to life. Everyone from NASA to the 45th Space Wing had to be on their game to get us to this point, and a lot of things, including government shutdown, got in the way. Today in space, let's discuss the journey of getting to this inaugural launch. Before the Falcon Heavy even made it to the launch pad, it had been delayed many times. Mostly due to its own complexity, and partly because of Elon Musk and the SpaceX team's optimistic timelines for development. In rocketry, the forces of thrust, weight, drag, and lift are involved, and even more so when you're trying to contain three separate rocket cores of 27 engines thrusting at the same time. Maintaining those forces and vibrations for optimal performance from the rocket is not easy, but if you figure it out, it means you'll be able to fly more reliably, be more fuel efficient, and allows you to get the most out of your delivery to orbit. In a more dire sense, it could mean the difference between a successful launch and one that never delivers the payload properly to orbit and inevitably degrades orbitally to either burn up in the atmosphere or splat on the surface of the Earth. But developmental issues with new space technologies is not a new problem. We've talked about the challenges the space shuttle had in its development, and the Orion and Space Launch system have its struggles today. And we will undoubtedly talk about it again for the next generation of spacecraft in the near space future. Space is hard. Space is difficult. We're, we're not supposed to be in the vacuum of space, but we manipulate reality so that we can explore it. We create these spacecraft and structures so we can live and work inside them, and physiological and, phys and psychological routines to keep us sane and operational and healthy in space. We also create ways of growing sustainable food so that we can travel and explore space and the universe on a full stomach. One of the hurdles of qualifying the Falcon Heavy for the launch pad was demonstrating that the Falcon 9 first stage reusability theory worked. Before this, if you were to take a test, and one of the questions on the test was, could you land and recover a first-stage rocket safely after it delivered its cargo from orbit? If you answered yes, guess what? You would have gotten it wrong. Because this is not an easy thing to do. But having this capability means that a reusable fleet of rockets is possible. A launch system can be launched, recovered, repaired, requalified, and then relaunched, and those parts could be used and tuned for both the Falcon 9 orbital missions and the far-reaching Falcon Heavy missions to the moon and Mars. Proving that reusability allows SpaceX to do more than any other space organization could do before. They can do this at an unbelievable rate because the rockets do not need to be completely built from scratch each time. A high initial cost, but relatively low maintenance cost if you compare it to the cost of building a whole new rocket each time. Lucky for SpaceX, 2017 was a very good year for the Falcon 9 and demonstrating that reusability was not only possible, but the next big thing in the space industry. The Falcon Heavy relies on this concept of reusability, and the first launch is a testament to that principle. Two of the outer rocket stages are reused Falcon 9 rockets, fine-tuned to run for the Falcon Heavy. The left side rocket, number 023, is a Falcon 9 that launched for the TICOM 6 mission on May 27, 2016. The right side rocket, number 025, is a Falcon 9 that launched the CRS 9 mission on July 18, 2016. 
The center core rocket number 033 is brand new. The Falcon Heavy is slated to launch on February 6th, but delays can always happen. The most important thing is that the SpaceX put the team in the right position, the SpaceX, SpaceX puts the team in the right position so that they have the best chance of testing this new technology. And if that means we have to wait another day or two, then so be it. However, there is a tendency for people to want to launch to, to just happen and stop pushing back launches. And there's an argument to be made about the cost of delays, which for SpaceX is in the hundreds of thousands, according to an article that's also linked in this link below for the podcast. But the effects of failing an early developmental launch like this is disastrous. And you know, doing that because of haste is is just not good for us. It it would waste billions of dollars of research and development, and not only the payload, but the potential tools needed for us to travel space may be lost for years if we decide to cave to our diminishing attention spans and care more about getting content now and appeasing the mob of controversy instead of focusing on developing the technology for the future of space travel. So, in short, it's okay if they're delayed. We just want them to succeed. Once the Falcon Heavy was developed and ready for its first launch, it needed to do first a static fire test of its engines while it was strapped down in a launch position on the pad. This gave the SpaceX team the chance to take real-life data from the performance of the rocket that's never been done before and see if it's performing how they expect it to. To put it into perspective, the massive amounts of data SpaceX was already taking from Falcon 9 launches is at most one-third of the amount of data reviewed from the Falcon Heavy because it's three... Falcon 9s. But SpaceX originally wanted to launch the Falcon Heavy before the end of January, but the U.S. government went into a shutdown and all government employees were furloughed until the politicians got their act together. You might be saying, what does a government shutdown have to do with a private company like SpaceX? Well, the launch pad is leased by SpaceX and the pad is operated by not only NASA employees, but the 45th Space Wing, which is a United States Air Force unit whose mission is to assure access to space and support global operations. We've discussed the amazing efforts of the 45th Space Wing during the Amos 6 mission static fire test anomaly, where the Falcon 9 exploded on the launch pad unexpectedly. You can go back to episode 97 of the podcast to learn more about the heroics of the 45th Space Wing that day. Now, after a few days, back in the present time, the government finally came to an agreement to open again and allowed NASA employees in the 45th Space Wing to go back to work. The test fire went well, from all accounts, and there was a real buzz on the internet about it. There were people really excited to see the Falcon Heavy simply do a static fire test, and of my years covering the space industry, and there's very few of them, this kind of excitement has come before some iconic SpaceX landing attempts, uh, the Curiosity rover and New Horizons flyby of Pluto. The Falcon Heavy has everything it needs to capture a new generation for human spaceflight. So, in the end, success or brilliant failure, it will be historic, in my own opinion. And it will do it in an incredible fashion. All three first stages will do a ballet of maneuvers to safely return and land on either ground or the autonomous spaceport drone ships at sea if needed. The first launch will have a landing attempt of all three, but Elon Musk isn't confident we'll see a fully successful landing attempt. After all, this is a new technology, and not succeeding on the first try is not only okay, it's scientific. In fact, if SpaceX follows its trajectory with Falcon 9, like it did with the Falcon 9, it's probable the first test of re-entry and landing three separate rockets will not make it. But we'll get to see how much SpaceX has learned about re-entry and landing first-stage rockets, including how landing one rocket relates to landing three simultaneously on a first try. 
Either way, it looks like a great launch, and it will be an incredible test of technology. We're in the middle of a space race of a new kind, and it's thanks to the innovation of private companies like SpaceX, who have taken the private sector of space and made it their own, and made their own mission out of it. It's thanks to government organizations like NASA for fostering growth of a private sector and shares its knowledge and expertise to the industry for all of us to use and learn about space. And it's also thanks to all those of the 45th Space Wing that help us maintain safety and risk their own lives in the face of anomalies and disasters on the launch pad to allow us to contribute and continue to explore the universe. And here's to looking forward to a great inaugural launch for the Falcon Heavy and to a fantastic future. And thank you for joining us for some Orbital News. Please don't forget to subscribe to us here on YouTube, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. I am your science communicator, Alex Giorfanos, and this has been another episode of Today in Space. I wish you a fantastic future, and as always, spread love and spread science.